Hey, welcome back to another episode here on Viewpoints, and I'm sitting here with Sean. Not John, <laughs> but Sean. How you doing, Sean? I'm good, man. I'm good. You just got back from vacay? That's right. What did you do? <laughs> man, Tell I'm... everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I just had a great opportunity, you know, had a had a trip that fell through and ended up uh, being a great opportunity to catch up with some old friends and, and family that I wouldn't have spent that time with uh, mm-hmm. if my trip had actually happened. So it ended up being really good. Very cool. Well, we're glad that you're back. Um, we've started a new sermon series and, and John just spoke this morning, um, but I'm excited just to talk about it. We're talking about relationships and why that matters and kind of what goes along with that. And so, yeah, what do you have for us today? Yeah, well, you know, we're really looking at community. Right? Yeah. It's one of our core values here at Crestview. And, and I really like in our past couple of series, including this one, we've been kind of taking a closer look at those core values. Because I think if we're going to call them our core values, it's good to talk about them. And yeah. so with this idea of community, we're really talking about uh, the relationships that we have with other believers. Um, that, that That's that community. And so, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about this. There's a lot in the New Testament. Uh, part of what made the early church so effective was yeah. the community that was involved. Uh, you know, you see in Acts of the Lord increasing the number by thousands a day. Uh, and it was by just the wonders that were going on, uh, the strong invitation of the gospel that were speaking to the hearts of people. And then truly the way that the community loved each other well, the way that the believers took care of each other. And so we see in the uh, in the Last Supper, as Jesus has kind of finished this this meal and they take uh, the Lord's Supper uh, as we know it today where he broke bread and passed the cup around, right? Yeah. Uh, and then after that, he kind of has this dialogue with his disciples uh, for a, a good long while where he's just teaching them as kind of like some final thoughts before he gets arrested. And one of the things that he tells them, he says it in John 13, he says, this is a new command, uh, love one another, right? And it doesn't really sound that new because whenever he was asked to summarize like yeah. the greatest commands, it was to love the Lord your God and then uh, love your neighbor. But here specifically, he calls it a new command and he's talking about the disciples loving each other, that God's people, Christians, followers of Jesus, loving each other. And the reason it's so important and the reason why it's a command and something for us to really hold on to and, and dig into in our walk with Jesus is that he says, this is how everyone will know that you're my disciples, by how you love one another. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's definitely a big deal. And so this idea of it being a core value comes from this simple truth yeah. that if our mission as a church is really about people seeing Jesus and we want them to see that through us at Crestby, which we do, uh, then we've got to love each other and we've got to have that community. Yeah. There's so many um, stipulations now, like on what that goes right, like or how <laughs> we do, how we love. So it's such a an important reminder, I think, to the to the believer and, and to me. And so, thank you for sharing that. How would you talked about community? And community is so important. I know we're gonna we're talking about that a little bit more. But how do you in your walk? How would you know who's right? for your life and who's wrong for your life oh man you know what i mean because a lot of a lot of christians struggle with this yeah because they still whether they are a new christian or maybe they've been in church their whole life i've always heard well yeah i have i have church friends but i also have some worldly friends oh yeah um but when we're talking about community it's like i think it's important to to really say where is your community and how do you navigate through that so i know it's a loaded question but yeah, no, super simple, very easy answer to give. <laughs> Man, it, it is a tough one. And I think to uh, some of the earliest days of my walk in faith that uh, figuring out what that balance looked like and really seeing how much of a balance it wasn't mm-hmm. and that what I was trying to balance was actually pulling me down much more than I thought I was just holding both sides up. And so uh, I think when you talk about 
community and what your community looks like. Uh, I had a pastor tell me one time that if the only thing you have in common with somebody is Jesus, you have more than enough. Uh, that uh, I think about early in my faith, the, some of the closest friendships that I had through church were people that I would have never spent time with in high school, right? Like I was thinking about my like my high school self, my teenage self, that the people I spent time with were you know, the people I had the same electives with, the people that I was on sports teams with or in electives and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then here I get to uh, this college group that I'm in, this Christian church, this ministry, and the people that I'm close friends with are people that had way different interests than me. Yeah. But what we had in common was so much greater than anything that the world had to offer. It was that our eternal focus, like our last destination was the same place. And so whatever else we may have been carrying with us, with our talents, with our uh, our hobbies, we were headed the same direction. Right. And I think that has been the biggest piece of clarity for me on who is really a part of my life, who is really in my community. And it's not that I don't have friends who are, who are unchristian. I think that's part of reaching people for the gospel is that you spend time with them. Uh, but in terms of community and who speaks into my life and who I spend time with yeah, and, and grow the in the word with, the biggest thing for me is, am I really moving the same direction as these people? Mm -hmm. uh, because if I'm walking with somebody and they're not walking towards Jesus, well, I got to really reconcile the fact that I'm probably not walking towards Jesus when I'm walking with them. Right. Uh, that we may have a ton of stuff in common, maybe wearing a lot of the same looking clothes and maybe mm -hmm. carrying a lot of similar things. But if they're not walking towards Jesus, then we're at some point going to end up not going the same direction or yeah. I'm going to not be walking towards Jesus at all. Yeah, that's very good. Now, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I uh, it was just recently like, you know, we started this young marrieds or I wouldn't even say young marrieds. It's more of like newly newlywed, you mm -hmm. know, group. And it's just blessed me and my wife tremendously. And we've kind of had that same revelation of going like, it doesn't matter what walk of life you've come from. We're all, ha we all have the same goal. And it's cool to hear, like if obviously everyone has a different upbringing, but it's cool to hear what, how they interpret that and how they use the word and, and, and God and how that's helped them in their, in that journey that they mm -hmm. walked. And it's like, wow, I'm learning stuff from these different people and, and we all do have the same vision. And so it has helped me tremendously. And just, you know, we've talked about this as leaders most of the time when we're in a group, we're kind of pouring out of ourselves. Yeah. But when you get in a, a community, don't be, don't, I just, if anyone's listening, don't be freaked out of you're going to fit well or, you know, do they think the same as me? Because I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. If everyone has a different story, but we're all heading towards the same goal, like you said. Yeah. And it has helped me and my, my, my wife tremendously. And, and so that was kind of the cool thing about joining in group and, and you really have that revelation of going like, man, this is this is helping us. Yeah. This is a community, and so yeah, I, I kind of have that same that same story. And but yeah, anything else that you would like to share as far as like the commandment you talked about of loving people? That's always hard, and yeah, and doing that in community can be difficult. But yeah, well, and I think one of the big parts of loving people, uh, especially in in our faith, our brothers and sisters in Christ, because this is what this new command is about. Um, yes, we are to love everybody because that's whose God love is for. It mm -hmm. is for everybody. But there's a specific command yeah. to love our brothers and sisters in Christ and to love them well. And, and you know, Jesus talks about uh, loving your enemies uh, or, you know, blessing those who persecute you. And I think that extends that within our brothers and sisters in Christ, 
there's going to be people that we don't get along with as naturally. There's going to yeah. be people that might get on our nerves a little more quickly than some others. And there might be worldly friends that we have a lot of things in common with, that we could talk about our same hobbies. Uh, but within our faith, to love like Jesus loves, the people that we wouldn't naturally get along with as well, uh, is going to open a lot of doors for the gospel. Uh, it's going to open a lot of growth. Yeah. Uh, something that I tell our students in the, in the student ministry is is from this passage that you've got to love each other. Like you don't have to be interested in all the things that they are interested in. Sure, but you got to love them, mm-hmm. right? Like if if somebody uh, loves Mario Kart and that's like that's their jam, and you're terrible at Mario Kart, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you have to start liking Mario Kart like to be their friend. Right. But you're gonna love them, and you're gonna be like, man, that's so cool that you enjoy that. And and whenever people are doing that together, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody has maybe some stuff that they have going on in their life that's frustrating or I've seen it where it's kind of the same issues over and over again or a lot of repetitive stuff and you might be at a point where you're thinking, oh man, I'm kind of tired of dealing with this. Well, that's when it's most important to love that person like Jesus because I've given him way more reasons to give up on me than that person has has ever shown. And so uh, to love like Jesus loves uh, is so crucial because that is literally showing the world that maybe feels like there's not a place for them that, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Like these people don't have anything in common. They don't look anything alike. They're from all these different places in the world. They have all different looking families, totally different hobbies, totally different interests, and they love each other. Mm-hmm. Man, that is the, the point of the gospel. People from every tribe, every language, every nation yeah. united in one name, which is Jesus. And so community is about that, that I love like Jesus loves, period. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of ways that, that looks specifically uh, you know, we don't love everybody the same way, mm-hmm. uh, but with the same love we do, right? My neighbor who, uh, and, and I'm saying neighbor figuratively, not literally the people who live next door to me, but yeah. the people in my life uh, aren't always going to need the same things. Like not everybody's going to need the, the shirt off my back, mm-hmm. right? But maybe they need an encouraging word, or maybe somebody does need a meal paid for. Uh, maybe somebody just needs somebody to sit and listen with or to pray for them, right? There's a lot of different ways that that love will show itself. But when my heart is inclined towards Jesus, yeah. I'm going to be so focused on how good he is and how much he loves that it's going to become default for me in my life and in my relationships. And I want to I want to say something too, and this is, I don't think this is an opinion. I, I, I really feel like this is in scripture. You know, it says that God was full of grace and truth. And so when we say love, like you said, there's, there's a lot of layers to that because it's not enabling people, right? Because you can love people all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know, to know, to go, okay, I'm going to tell you this in, in truth, right? Yeah. Be, to help you. And I think that is a form of love too. When you yeah. care for someone so much that you can say, hey, this is what I'm noticing. And uh, correction, I guess, is the word I'm using. Yeah. Um, so that's important too. Like it's not, to the listener, we're not just saying love, love, love. Like there's... Love has a lot of things to that, you know? Yeah, well, and it's whenever love is genuine, right? Yeah. To, and again, the point of this is to love like Jesus loves, and he did not neglect to tell people the truth whenever exactly. he needed it, right? Exactly. The, the woman at the well is, is one of the places that I mm-hmm. go to all the time. There's this Samaritan woman, uh, and she's living in a, in a way that would not honor God. Uh, and Jesus knows that. Mm-hmm. He still goes to her. He still starts a conversation. He still invites her to experience the life that he wants for her, but he also calls out the sin, yeah. and, and he, he tells the truth. And so love certainly has that included in it. And yeah. I don't think community would be worth a whole lot if it didn't have those moments Very where good, yeah. there's something I'm struggling with, 
And the people that are supposed to love me, mm-hmm. like never call me out on it or they never encourage me or sometimes give me a little bit of a kick in the pants yeah. to, to get it, to get it in right. gear, man, I, that to me is a shallower love, uh, than really having kind of some wounds be, be dealt mm-hmm. out by people that we trust. And yeah. again, faithful are the wounds. exactly faithful are the wounds of a friend, um, and again, it's just back to the fact that, man, we're moving in the same direction. Right. That I'm not just looking at your flaws. I'm not trying to put you down. I'm saying, like, man, we're both going towards Jesus. Like, let's fix our eyes on him. And we got to throw off some things along the way. Like, there's going to be some some parts of my flesh that I'm going to have to keep crucifying. And there's going to be some blind spots that I have that I need people who I know are following Jesus yeah. to call me out on. Because that's who I'm going to trust to really tell me the truth because they love me that mm-hmm. much. Very good. Well, Sean, thank you so much. I know that we could probably talk about this another 20, 30 minutes, but mm-hmm. um, to the listener, man, it's just our prayer that that you love like Christ and that this is this sermon series will help. Um, I know we have a lot of good good podcasts coming your way. So, Sean, thank you so much for taking time mm-hmm. and, and chatting about this. To the listener, we hope to see you next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.